And what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Bear Down Sports Association podcast, episode number 70 today. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Old Bridge Pizza. Shout out to our guys over at Old Bridge Pizza. And shout out to our guys at Chaos. Um, great gym behind Comfy on 516. Just remember, uh, this Sunday is their breast cancer awareness event. Um, any donations go directly to breast cancer like research, whatever they, whatever charities they're planning on putting the money towards. Um, great cause, come out, show support. You can also go on their website and donate that way. And if you don't want to show up and just want to help the cause, um, feel free to. All right, um, episode seventy, week eight preview. Kind of crazy that we're at this point in the season. Dylan Shray joining the podcast back today. He's back. Kurtzman as well. Uh, Tommy Savaro, we are here. Uh, let's start with this, Kurtzman. You were about to tweet out the stats that you never actually tweeted out. So let's say them on the podcast right now. Let's do league leaders in a few different categories here. I mean, I'll tweet. I'll tweet them out as I'm um, as we're doing the podcast. I just don't know how I want to tweet them out yet. Um, so we'll start with some league leaders. I'm just gonna read like the first couple names that are on each list. Um, you'll see them all tonight. So don't worry about it when you're seeing this. You'll probably already see them. So for defense, leader in tackles, Damian Lawaka, 25 tackles, comes out to about three and a half per game. That probably makes sense in terms of. Uh, how often guys actually make the fly grab. Liam Knowles second, uh, Joey Noy third, Prem fourth, Johnny Mack fifth. For pass breakups, Mahmoud and uh, Quinn are tied with seven. Mike Leva, Billy Andrews tied with six. Zach Shere five, Joey Noy five, Joe Pip five. Shout out to Mahmoud on that list. That's tough. Mahmoud the top. I texted him yesterday. I said you really believe <laughs> pass breakups. The ball comes to you a lot. Like if you could, you guys should make plays when the ball comes to you. Um, interceptions: Jack Starner eight, Zach Sobes six, Joe Ivanek four, Angstad four, Tommy Galante four, Jack Kujit four. Wow, a lot of guys making some plays on defense and for sacks. Uh, Jarwar, 11, leads wow. the league, almost two per game, 1.8. Uh, second is Zach Bilheimer with nine, Damian with eight, John Misho with eight, and Austin Ehrenfeld with seven, rounds out the top five for sacks. Wow. Um, for the offensive side of the ball, um, catches, we have Mike Danino, 32 catches, Giuseppe, 27, Q, 27, Jai Samarco, 23, Liam Knowles, 23 wow. for catches. For uh, <laughs> touchdowns, Dylan Sheree, 9. Justin Ferrara, 9. Mike Danino, 9. Um, Abby, 8. No, no, we're going to see Abby anymore this year. He has 8 Con- touchdowns? Yeah. Wow. Connor, 8. <laughs> we're not seeing yeah. Connor anymore this year. Breaking news, if you didn't already know, Connor is out for the season. Connor um, Romano. Connor Romano, he uh, has a new job opportunity, can't be getting hurt. So I understand it. And uh, Panthers, huge loss for them huge. going into the rest of the season. And uh, Spo, playing quarterback, but still had 7 receiving touchdowns. And for really? yards... Um, Mike Danino leads the league with 395 yards, comes out to around 66 per game. Q, 370. Justin Farrar, 303. Giuseppe Capasso, 302. Connor Romano, 301. Billy, 301. And for quarterbacks, um, I'm not, I don't really know what stat to read out, but I guess we'll do total touchdowns. Me, 27. Tommy Galante, 25. Um, Zach, I'm sorry, Tommy Galante, 26. Zach Sobes, 25. And I B twenty two, so yeah, those are some of the league leaders. I'll post all that tonight. Everyone will see everyone on the leaderboards, and um, yeah, it's been a good season so far. Award races are heating up. Maybe we'll do next pot. We'll get a little bit of a like awards, maybe like a semifinalist awards guys that are going to be remaining. I like that. Have a chance. So we'll do some of the awards next week to get the conversation going for that, and all Americans as well at the end of the year. All pros, all pros, all Americans, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, no, league's going well. Stats look good, Dad. 
Um, do you have anything to say about any of the names on the list? Any uh, names jump out to you there, or no, <laughs> no, nothing. Nothing. All right. Um, let's do Dylan. You have any any of the names jump out to you there? Any? Uh... Uh, no, I, I, I just, I like to hear some new names, some rookies, some younger guys, some new faces, some late round draft picks here and there making plays like Giuseppe, Jarwar, Mahmoud, yep. Joe Denoya, of course, all guys drafted in the bottom half of the league, but making an impact just shows where you go in the draft doesn't matter. Just calm ball out and you'll be, you'll get your respect. Yeah. Let's do the week eight preview. Let's start with the 10 o'clock slate. The Dolphins versus the Bills. Dylan is playing in this game, so I will start here with Dylan. Uh, the Bills were phenomenal last week. They uh, they they ran up ran up a, a really good offensive game against the Packers. They took advantages of weaknesses. Um, I thought they did that really well. Uh, you know, they had. I, I'll never I'll never stop saying it on the podcast. It was absolutely hilarious. They were they were coming at the podcast. That's the first team. People individually have really come out the podcast before, but as a team, the, no one's really ever united over podcast hate. And hating, yeah. <laughs> so that hate. that was that was phenomenal, and I hope that continues. Like, I don't want to give them too much praise because I want them to keep saying, "Oh, keep doubting us and coming out and playing with the chip on our shoulder." But Dylan, um, they're playing against you guys in this game. Uh, what what do you think? Uh, how do you think this one plays out here? Uh, I like. Well, I first want to say we have a lot of question marks with a bunch of our linemen. Morick, Billheimer, and Samino are all either questionable or out. So I don't know exactly what team we're going to have going into it. Um, we have the flexibility to, you know, play around with our lineups, and I think we'll, we'll be okay. But um, that being said, they they have a big physical line, and they may have the advantage there with a few of our guys missing. And the emergence of Steven the Demon Steven as the their Demon. new third receiver, as a legitimate threat as a third receiver, um, could pose some problems for our defense. So uh, looking forward to, you know, going to battle with them. They're coming off a big win. Like you said, they're feeling energetic. They're feeling like they're back in this. They have new life. So um, I'm excited for this. Should be a good game. Going against my brother, I know in the past he has shit-talked me a lot. Oh, so yeah. I mean, gonna... I've gotten the better of him, I think, in the last matchup or two. And uh, I, I hope he covers me because I, I love going to battle with him. But I want to say this: we like when when it was quarantine, and then we came back off of quarantine, and people were starting to see each other like in real life again, and we were playing those pickup games of basketball. Zach couldn't stop you. That makes me think that you just have the mental edge on him right now. Like where <laughs> Zach was at, like Zach would never admit this, but Zach in his mind was like. I could stop Dylan in basketball. And then you went out there and you dominated him. And now in Zach's mind, he's like, I can't stop Dylan in basketball. So that makes me feel like he has that that that's link that lingering effect where he's like, Wow, maybe I can't stop Dylan anymore. Yeah, I so. mean he sent me uh he sent me some gifs of like people behind bars and shit trying to say he's gonna lock me, but <laughs> off of what you're saying, maybe uh He's, he's sending those text messages behind a, a facade, you know? He's yeah. not actually confident when he's typing out those texts, so. So, so TJ's the o- still the only person that watches our league and tries to translate basketball into our football league. I mean, you can't hit a post fadeaway on Zach on a football field, though, so maybe, maybe yeah. he's... Uh, I hit a post, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe post he's back. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he's back. Kurtzman, how do you feel about this game? Um, I think that the Dolphins are catching the Bills at a, kind of a shitty time. I mean, the Bills... I mean, the Dolphins are coming off a bye... So they're obviously going to be a little rested, well-rested, um, ready to go for this one. But like Dylan said, they got question marks on the offensive line. Not really sure who's showing up. Um, 
and I, it seems like the Bills are united as a team, so they're going to come out probably full strength, ready to go. They're on a super high right now after a big offensive outburst this week, where I think everyone on the it seemed like everyone on the Instagram this week was on the Bills. Um, I just think that if the Bills are going to win, it's going to have to be another shootout because you don't really stop Sobes. You just hope to contain him. He's one of those. Um, and I really think that the Bills are going to have to replicate close to another 40-point outburst if they're going to win this game. Obviously, they are capable because we just saw them do it. So um, I hope they stop relying on the deep ball a little too much. I think they rely on the deep ball a lot. I hope that they are able to consistently maintain drives the way they did last week. And if they do that, they're going to have an, a great opportunity of getting a, play, a big upset in our league. That how do you feel about this game? I like the way the Bills are playing. Uh, I like the chip they have on their shoulder. I like them being vocal. I like them going out there and uh, backing up their, their words with their play. But uh, in this case, uh, I don't care who's missing from the, uh, the Dolphins team as long as it's not Sobieski. As long as you have him, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be competitive in this game. I think that um, you know everything I just said about Zach. Let me preface this. I have so much confidence in Zach against Dylan because he's going to come out and just talk so much shit. It's going to be unbelievable. It's going to be unbelievable. It, it, the game, in my opinion, is going to come down to whether Dylan gets rattled or not. I think the Bills, this is going to be high scoring. Like, they're going to score in this game. I think they're at the point where they know how to score. And we talked about, I know maybe they were going after a weakness on the Packers last game with the Packers secondary. But what we talk about all the time in this league is you have to have the intelligence to even go at the weakness you have to have you have to be aware enough to recognize the weakness and then attack it i'm not calling anyone out on the dolphins i'm not even saying you guys necessarily have a weakness but i watched tommy and the patriots carve your defense up for for good points i think Suroff could have a similar type of performance and i really do think this is going to be a good game and i'm not just saying that for the sake of the podcast i do think it's going to be a really good game uh i'll come out with my pick here I'm going to lean with the Dolphins here because I just I can't pick against Sobes. I think he's he's making that MVP push right now. Over the next few weeks, you're going to see Kurtzman, IB, Sobes. Tommy Galante. Tommy and Tommy and Tommy. Not, don't let me sleep on Tommy. His, not maybe his record's not second, there. but Second in total touchdowns, this second in passing yards. He's got the resume stat-wise. He's going to have to do some work good-wise. I, I think you're going to see those guys, that, including Tommy, I think you're going to see those guys really you know, get in their postseason form. They're going to activate that zero dark 30 mode and and go crazy dylan you're obviously going to pick your team kurtzman they're going to hate the podcast again aren't they um now listen i'm taking the dolphins in this game like tommy said if you have sobieski you have a chance to win the game and you're going to be you're i lied you're not going to have a chance to win the game you're gonna have a very very good chance of winning the game um i think this game's going to come down to the turnover battle i think whichever team wins turnover battle will win the game and i would put my money on sobs winning the turnover battle over suroff I also want to say that I will not be there on Saturday. So Don't when, talk shit to if, TJ if the Bills, if the Bills, if you guys start cooking up and you start winning, yell at Kurtzman because he will be there. I will not be there. <laughs> I won't so be yell. able to hear them yell because everyone yells at me already. So, <laughs> so uh, let's move on to the uh, wide open. Nice Arch Manning's the best player of all time. All right, let's move on to the uh, next. Uh, Tommy, your pick. You picked my pick. I didn't pick. Oh, I did not make. You said pick. you thought you picked the Dolphins. Oh, I'm gonna pick the Dolphins. Okay. but I think you're back in the wrong Zach. What do you mean? You oh. said you like Zach. I got I got a Zach uh, at quarterback, and so Bieski, I got a Zach uh, on a D line uh, in Bellheimer. Uh, in Bellheimer, I think he's really going to make the difference in this game. I think he's going to be in the backfield all day. You think so? You think I'll go? I'll go Zach square. I'll go double Zach uh, with the Dolphins. Right. I just think, and also, you, like you said, Dylan, um, your lineman, you're questionable on the line. 
Misha came back last week and looked amazing. Great. And looked, looked fantastic. amazing. Yeah. So Bel- I think that Bellheimer yeah. Misha matchup is could be a determining factor in this one. I think also another thing that could propel the Bills to a victory is if Misha is able to just kind of you say you have line problems this week, don't really know who's showing up. He can attack a week. You have people who aren't usually playing line, playing line, and if Misha decides, yo, I'm just gonna attack him the entire game. It, it can mess up your offense a little bit. Like I said, I'm still taking Zach Sobieski and the Dolphins, but the Bills are going to keep this one close, I think. All right, Seahawks-Ravens, breaking news in this game. Chase and uh, Joe, Joe Pip. Pip out. Paul in at quarterback. IB is subbing and for playing wide receiver yes. for the two of them. Um, Ravens coming off their first win of the season. <sighs> Spo had a great day. Go look at the tape. Made some good throws, made some good plays. They came with a lot of energy. Dad, I'll start with you. How do you feel about this Seahawks versus Ravens matchup at the 10 a.m. slot? You, you take away Chase from that D-line. Now are they going to go with their two-man rush and play a zone, or now if they're going to go three? Uh, that's a big question mark. Uh, Chase is consistently in the backfield, and that allows them to go into their zone. And, and when Johnny and, uh, and Chase are playing the D-line, don't know how they're going to attack it this week without him. Uh, that's a good point. A big factor. I think Johnny, you know, that's what you're talking about. Someone has to step up big time. If you're gonna do call out, we didn't really call anyone else. We didn't call anyone out. Let's let's start off. Johnny, I I told Kurtzman. I think John. Me and Kurtzman had a a private conversation about Johnny, and I was like, I think Johnny is like very elite. Like I think Johnny is amazing. Anytime he subs for anyone, their team automatically becomes better. I agree. Um, I think Johnny, you know, people are like, oh, well, Johnny leaks out. If you ask Johnny to block, you you need yeah. him to block. He's gonna sit and block for you. He could block anyone in the league. On defense, he's relentless. He goes after it every play. He grabs flags. He's shifty when he catches the ball. Always gets up and gets extra yards. Like I'm a huge fan of Johnny. I think I think Johnny is is an absolute beast, and I think he's a huge reason as to why the the um, Ohio State won in the uh, mm-hmm. in the fall. I mean, yeah, at the end the of fall. last season in the fall because of how you know good Johnny is. So I think Johnny is gonna have to step up big time in this mm-hmm. game. Kurtzman, how do you feel about this Seahawks versus Ravens matchup? Um, I think that the Ravens coming off a huge win. I, I, I mean, I don't know for a fact. Obviously, I'm not in their group chat, but I can only imagine that their team is popping. They're honestly, they feel like they're back in it. They know the road to the playoffs is winning each week. They can, they really can't really afford another loss. They probably can afford one more loss, but then they would need some stuff to break their way. So I think you just need to go out there and take it game by game, one at a time. Just get a, get a win on Saturday, and then worry about the rest after. And I think if they focus on just getting this win against the Seahawks, an undermanned Seahawks team who, I'm going to say it again, has not been at full strength since like week two. Yeah, Paul has been out for a long time. He is returning this week and has to play quarterback after three or four weeks out. Paul is a veteran in the league. He knows how everything works. He played quarterback for a season, but it's tough when you're not getting that fluidity every week, that chemistry is building, um, the, uh, the all 10 moving parts are becoming one cohesive unit on offense and defense. I think that's um, a big negative to the Seahawks side of the ball. Um, for the Ravens, though, I think that they have all the energy. They bring the energy, and they're going to bring it this week. Um, I think Spo did a lot of really good things, and he also did some stuff that he needs to improve on. We and him talked a little bit uh, about what he, what we think, how he needs to attack teams going further. Um, teams are going to play differently against him, but he's more than capable. He's a very good athlete. I said it last podcast. He's a leader of men. He he galvanizes the troops. They felt new life with him at quarterback, and I think that that's going to possibly propel them to this win in uh, in week eight. I think what you said about last game about attacking the weakness, no, 
um, like signaling out the weakness and actually attacking it, following through on that plan is going to determine this game because mm. being that both teams are, well, the Seahawks are clearly undermanned. So given that they may have some linemen that could be have to be, could be forced to play defensive back, and with Spo now playing quarterback, I know last week, uh, and we talked, he was like sitting on defense is amazing. Obviously, it takes a lot out of you to play quarterback, and you want that's more important than playing defense. But he's a top, he was a first round pick. Yeah. Having him sit out on defense makes their defense weaker, and we already know and we've seen the Ravens have the propensity to give up huge games so there will be opportunities to score and opportunities to attack it's just going to come down to who executes better in that space because I have faith in both quarterbacks doing that because we've seen in their small sample size both of them you know when Paul played the five or ten snaps at quarterback early in the season he threw to Pip his number one receiver about eight times in out of ten throws and we saw Spo last week absolutely feed Liam Knowles so that is what that is what you have to do to win and I think that whoever executes better, whoever makes the throws, it, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to determine the game. Dad, how do you feel about Spo in his in week two? Do you think he uh, he continues to improve his game, or do you think it's a little bit of a comeback down to earth game for him? No, no, I think he improves. I think that he's smart enough to know he's going to take what the defense gives him. Uh, I like the fact that Liam Moles has been rejuvenated. I think uh, he Liam's one of the top players in this league, one of the top receivers in this league. And I think with uh, with Spo with the helm, it's, it makes Liam that much better. Yeah, um, I think Spo did a phenomenal job at just making sure that his number one target was involved, involved early and often. Nine targets, nine or ten targets this week. I think he had four on the first drive. Um, Spo, this game I think also is going to come down to who actually comes in with the game plan because. This is a game that both teams need. Seahawks have three wins. They're one of those five teams with three wins. The Ravens need every win they can get. I think this game needs to be taken seriously um, game prep-wise by both teams. If it already wasn't been, I'm telling you now, you better both have a game plan because the other person probably will. So if you don't have one and you're not prepared for this game, you will get blown off the field, in my opinion. Can I get a call out here? Yeah, go for it. I like to call out uh, Emmerich on this one. Okay. Yeah. With, with Pip being gone, and we know the talent that Emmerich has, I need him to step up and be the number one receiver this week. We know Johnny's going to get get his, but yeah. you need someone on the outside, and I hope that Paul uses him as the target. That you know, we know that he is. Agreed. Um, I was I was working with I was working out with Paul not working out but running routes with Paul and Emmerich yesterday at Lombardi working on some stuff so that's who Emmerich was with yeah, okay. so, so, yeah, so yeah, Emmerich was getting him work Emmerich was here I mean Emmerich's a gamer man yeah, like no, everybody want, should want Emmerich on their team he's just facts. he will do whatever you ask and he'll he makes big plays when at, put to the task so I I like that call I think he's ready to take that next step yeah I'm excited because um Paul's even been saying in the group chat like yo. I'm throwing the ball to Emmerich. He's, he's a great player. He can make plays for me. And it's the same thing as him throwing the ball eight times out of ten to Joe Pip. The guys, there's guys that can just make plays. They're better athletes than the guys that are in front of them sometimes. And like I said, if the Ravens do not come in with a game plan, they will get smoked. And if the Seahawks do not come in with a game plan, they will get smoked. This game is the other one will have let's, a game plan. Let's this game picks. is a must-win for both teams in, yeah. in a sense. Because like yeah. five three-win teams, and if you lose to a one-win team, you're on the outside looking in. And obviously the Ravens, their backs are... Yeah. Couldn't be more against the wall. It's great that we're still in week eight. Every team still has something to play for, and uh, I'm really excited. With that being said, I'm going to take Spo and the Ravens because I believe that Spo is determined to right this ship and at least make the playoffs. He is a gamer. He's a baller. 
Um, I do believe that Paul is going to put up a really good fight with IB and Emmerich on the outsides. Um, I'm curious to see what they do on the defense. Like you could see if Paul's not gassed from playing quarterback, you could see him on some defensive line. Bigger kid, faster, good, pretty good flag grabber. Um, I just hope that his uh, conditioning is okay after four weeks off in the league. Then I'm gonna go with Spawn the Ravens. I think he takes wow. that next step. Dylan, how can you bet against Spell, man? <laughs> The Ravens have had so have shown heart all year round, and now they finally have a true leader and hope to you know rally around. With Spo as their guy, I, I can't I can't I can't pick against them until I see him lose. I'm taking the Seahawks. Um, I knew you were all going to take the Ravens. I'm taking the Seahawks here. Um, you convinced I was going to take the Ravens, then you convinced me with the uh, the Emmerich hype. I believe in Emmerich's going to have a day. Uh, I be at receiver with them. I just hyped Johnny up as well. Yeah, you like their players. You yeah, like yeah. Them. I'm, I'm take. It's not that I don't like the Ravens players, but I'm, <laughs> he hates the Ravens. I'm gonna come out and I will take the Seahawks in this one. I believe in Paul. I think Paul gets a dub. I think Paul will get his second, his second consecutive win in Bear Down. Yeah, uh, it's been a, it's been a long road for Paul to get here. All right, let's go to the 11-15 slate. Let's start with the Bucks versus the Cardinals. Ooh. Dylan, I'll start with you. How do you feel about this one? I think the Bucks have a chance here to get back. We see, we've seen in the past the Cardinals are a very up-and-down team. You can catch them on an off week, catch them in a bad spot. If they come out and don't execute their game plan, they are beatable. I think the Bucks don't think. It's pretty obvious the Bucks are really struggling right now. And I like what Kurtzman said last week about possibly you know, a quarterback change because like Sam Allen, he gives them a little creativity and a little athleticism that Joe may be lacking in sometimes. And obviously, Joe is an improvement on the offensive line. Sam is playing quarterback. No, 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 no. I just no. said you say you like Sam, maybe yeah. more instead of just like you know that trick play where they pitch it to Sam Allen, just straight up let him lie under center, a few snaps, just, just test it out, see what it, see what happens. You're nothing to lose. They're averaging under 10 points a game their last few games if I that's just on the top of my head it's but. probably like somewhere like the 12s but it's because they score late and okay. it's, like, it's, yeah. it's garbage time when, when the time. game is in the balance they do not execute offensively well enough so I want to see them you know come out I, I mean I know I know Joe is one of the best planners in the huddle and organized organization wise like he's ready to go so I, I don't think there's any like call outs we need in terms of play calling or anything like that I just think I'm I'm you know what? We're gonna I'm gonna call out someone. I'm gonna call out Michael Leva. I'm gonna he was a second round draft pick. I and among a few others told Mark and told Joe, hey, this kid's a stud, like he was a baller for Kurtzman last year. Like, that's a smart pick. Yeah. Joe and Mark didn't know him, they took it blind, they trusted us, and I'm not saying Mike has disappointed this year. He has made he has shown big play capability many games. But I want to see. I need the explosion game. You need I, ten for one. Billy, Billy is their number one receiver right now, and the dra- they did not draft it to be that way. Obviously, Billy is still an elite perimeter threat. But if you have Eli- Billy and Oliva playing at a high level together, you can actually move the ball and execute in the red zone. Is no. Oliva getting targets? Uh, I mean, he's he's. I'd say he's a above average in targets. I think there's games where he has like a couple and there's games where he has a lot. Um, I just think that the offense doesn't necessarily fit his style of play. He's a big play guy. Um, I know they throw deep, but 
you have to set up the deep by getting the short, and I just feel like their offense execution has been so lacking that a lot of times when they do go deep, it's on fourth and long. Yeah, they can't get into rhythm when, for him. Yeah, and they like I think one of the big things with with me last year was that we got into so many um, second and manageables, third and manageables that the deep shots were um, they weren't like premeditated. Like sometimes when you have third and long, fourth and long, they know the demons knows you're going deep, so that's that's going to take away from the big play potential. I, I love the call out by Mike of Mike Oliva because I do think he is due for a really really big game in this league this season. Um, he's yet to have it this year this season, so I'm really looking forward to see how he steps up to that call. Um, I just really want to see the Cardinals um, have more offensive fluidity. Mm-hmm. Last week, obviously, their game plan was run the ball with Joe because he had 16 rushes and only had 15 passing attempts. So I, I think we we see what they were trying to do, and I do think, uh, along with Dylan, we talked about this privately, that they could have executed that game plan better to possibly win that game against the Falcons. They didn't incorporate any play action off of the runs. They were drawing run, run, run yeah. every single play. I would love to see some more creativity from Joe on the play action plays and doing more with um, pre-motion, pre-snap motions just to kind of get the, car- the Falcons off their rhythm. I think that the Cardinals have a very good chance to win this game, as do I think the Bucks. I think the Cardinals' defense is going to come up big because the Bucks' offense has shown that they're not really capable of moving the ball, and if the Cardinals are able to continue that trend against the Bucks, they're only going to have to score probably 20, 25 points to win the game. The Cardinals aren't a crazy high-scoring team. They um, are another team that likes to slow the ball down, play a slower style of play, not as, um, not as many deep shots. And I just think that if they're able to, on the defensive end, have the intensity, have the uh, energy on this game in this game, they're going to be able to come out on top. Um, the Bucks' offense has really been struggling this week. I just want to see a little more creativity on their side as well. Dad? I think the Cardinals are suffering from uh, an identity crisis. Uh, it seems like we see a different team every week. Uh, the way they started the season, uh, towards the middle of the season, not closing the season, I haven't seen consistency out of this team. Do what you do best. You dominate on the line. Concentrate on that. If it's about protecting Joe, give him the protection. Let him get the ball downfield. If it's about running, you know, open up some so running lanes. Let Joe run. Uh, again, they game plan differently for every team. I'm, I'm going to say it's on blue in the face. Always take what the defense gives you. Come out there. Survey the field. Take what they give you. You have, like I said... So you're saying I'll, they have to adjust. Yeah. They come they, in with they, a hard-headed game plan and they right, don't adjust. Right, but you can't adjust. You can look at look at what they're doing and then you make your adjustments. And you're that talented. You have the talent on that side, uh, on both sides of the ball. Right? If you just sit in the pocket, I mean, I'm throwing at Zalek. I mean, that, that kid's a, a marvel. A baller. Yeah, that kid can play. Uh, if you're going to, you know, again, use uh, Nick Tompkins as a big tight end. You know, uh, use your linemen. I, I just think know, know who you are, go out there and play your game. One big breaking news just into the podcast: Nick Douglas out oh. Saturday for the Cardinals. So oh. I, I wanted to make sure I said that before. Out. An injury out. or uh, I'm I just he just asked me. I don't think Douglas is showing up. So that is a huge hit to their their offensive and defensive line as well as their offensive in the passing game. Douglas has shown to be a MVP caliber player every year he's been in this league thus far. He's been a part of championship teams. Teams have made it far in the playoffs. So um, he's a big loss for any team any week that he does not show up. With that being said, I guess I'll make my pick. I am taking the Cardinals. I just don't really have faith in the Buccaneers offense right now until they show me differently. Um, I think the Cardinals would do enough on defense 
to muster out this win. You, we could be looking at a very low-scoring game, maybe somewhere like the 18-12 range. Unless unless one of these offenses shows me up and tells, shows me they can do something and move the ball consistently, I'm looking at a low-scoring defensive battle. I think that in this game, Dylan called out Mike Oliva. Uh, you're gonna if the Bucks are gonna win, it's gonna be because Mike and Billy. They're gonna make plays. Yep. They're gonna make long plays. Billy has shown you that he's been making these crazy plays down the field, jump balls, tip passes, all sorts of things. I think Mike and Billy are gonna have to get it done for the Bucks if they want to win. But with that being said, I will also be taking the Cardinals in this game. One thing I want to say about the Cardinals defense before we get the other two picks. Um, um. Joe Piswell has been playing defense the last few weeks. Had a couple interceptions against I-Bay. I think that strengthens their defense in the back, and I think that makes it even easier for their defensive line to get constant pressure. Uh, I agree. I think um, sharing the same sentiment as what, as what you said, Kurtzman, I am also taking the Cardinals. I do not have faith in the Bucks' offense. Um, I, I I do want to see the – to what to Tommy's point, I do want to see the Cardinals – be able to adjust drive to drive, half to half, because we know Joe and his team. They prepare a lot. They game plan. They're, they're ready they're every week. Ready, yeah. But sometimes, you know, first two drives, everything you come in with is it's you got to throw it out and start from scratch. And I want to see them, if the game script pushes them in a direction to abandon their plan, I want to see them adjust on the fly and close out the game strong and dominate. Yeah, I like, no, I really like that from you because I think that that's something that Joe Piscopo needed to hear. I think he needs to make keep an open mind during the game. I know it's hard not to um, quote-unquote black out during the game, kind of come with a game plan. It's hard to keep your head, especially when you're playing quarterback, trying to uh, maneuver subs, call plays, do everything. you got to have your teammates to be there. Halftime talking is huge. Make sure you're open to changing things, what's working, what's not working, um, like you said. So, Tommy, pick. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. I have faith in Joe. I think he'll move the ball. And, again, I'm not crazy about the way the Bucks been playing the last couple of weeks. And I'm hoping I see a better game out of them. I know I know they got the talent to do so. But I'll go with the cause on this one. I think this is the game where we were all saying it's going to be defensive and the both teams just should come out on offense and score, like, 30 points. But uh, I, I, ho- I hope that's what we see. Cause I, I hope that's what see, we see as well. I would, ho- I would love to see uh, both offenses shine. But I just haven't really seen it consistently enough this year to – think it's gonna be anything more than 20 points will win the game probably all right let's go to the pats versus packers the other 11 15 game wow a barn burner you it's, have it's already gonna be it's, now. it's the over smash the over in this game both quarterbacks you can make the argument had the most impressive weeks last week vin was amazing tommy was amazing there's a lot of amazing quarterback play last week but you got the rookie and the vet in this game um I think this has the potential to be game of the week. I think we'll have the most highlight plays in it, the most exciting most exciting game of the week. This would be the one game that I would want to watch. Dylan, I'll start with you as um, you know, a member of the Tommy Gaunty fan club, also a member of the uh, Vin Gargano as a god fan club. <laughs> um, uh, what, how, how are you feeling about this game? Oh, I'm super excited for this matchup. Like you said, both quarterbacks are playing at an extremely high level. Last week we saw... Uh, Vin missing a few guys doesn't matter. He'll he'll go out. He could, he could win a war, a world war with mall cops as you no know, to Bill Belichick. But uh, seriously, that's though, a good quote. Vin uh, <laughs> Vin is is unbelievable. You saw like his he had what three rushing touchdowns last week. We've doubted his uh, mobility, not doubted, but like we've we've acknowledged that he may have lost a step in the run game. But it's not about straight speed. It's about making people miss in the backfield. It's about picking the spots, picking your angles, and when it doesn't matter how fast you are, 
if you get in the open field, it's easy yards. I think that um, Tommy is the same thing. We saw Tommy every single week. He makes more and more plays with the improvisation every single week. We've seen him throw these 45-yard deep balls on you know set plays, which are just on the money to Giuseppe and Christian and Pauly just flying down the field. But, I mean, the game-winning conversion last week against you, Kurtzman, was running in the backfield for five seconds, you know, evading flag pullers, evading Jarwar, the sack leader, and fly, finding a guy in the back right corner all the way across the field to throw when it was all said and done was probably a 35-yard throw yeah. for a five-yard play to win the game. Absolutely unbelievable. I think that this game, both these quarterbacks have a similar style to where they play, and I think that the defenses of both of these teams are not fully capable of stopping each other. I think that this is going to be whoever scores more wins. I know that's not much of a you know in depth analysis, but whoever, whoever scores more wins. Whoever, I mean, like <laughs> Captain Obvious. <laughs> like it's going to be whoever has the ball last and scores game over. That's it. That's that's what I'm going with. I think we before I get into my analysis, I do think this could be the first game that ends like on the final play. We had I think that was a poll going into the year. Will game end on a final play, last score, touchdown, or anything to win? And I think this could be the game where it happens. Um, Tommy Galante, man. Going into last week, one thing I told my team was he doesn't use his legs. He isn't as good yet at the improvisation of wanting to scramble in the backfield a little bit more than most quarterbacks do. Well, he we, he obviously listens to the podcast because we <laughs> tell him to use his feet more each week. Yeah. And against my team, he decided that he was going to put that into his game plan. Had a couple of what felt like design runs. Not sure if they actually were, but he got out of the pocket quick and was very decisive when he did want to run. Um, one thing I will say is that when he can get better at moving his hips to actually legitimately evade the flag pullers instead of just using his athleticism to go around you, he's going to be even better than he already is in this league. Um, he was able to score enough points to beat me, and I mean, I really have nothing better, more to say about the kid. He's been phenomenal the last three weeks off the bye. He's found a groove. The whole team has a new uh, found energy moxie about them. They're really confident. They're cocky. Um, they think they can go out there and beat anybody. So I really do like, I love their offense in this game. Um, I think that Tommy's going to have a field day, especially against the suspect secondary of the Packers. I just think that Tommy's going to be able to carve them up. Now let's move to the other side. Ving Gargano, not much I could say about you. You've been winning this league for years. You came out last week off the bye and showed that you definitely still have it. Undermanned, still put up a great fight. Should have been tied. Should have been a uh, game-tying touchdown going for the conversion with maybe under under. Oh no, actually, end of the game would have been under 15 seconds left with the game-tying touchdown. Would have had a chance to tie with the conversion. You were right there to win it, even when your defense was not giving you any help in any way. Um, I do believe that the Packers, with a finally full man team this week, as I am being told, they are going to put up a great fight against them, and I do think the defense will be a little bit more improved. Get Mikey back, get DeLon back. Um, Rokio is a pretty good athlete back there as well. I just think that they'll have more interchangeable parts on defense. They will be able to um, sub guys in and out. Guys look a little gassed towards the end of the film. I do think that the Packers do show us a little bit better of a defensive showing, maybe turn Tommy over once or twice. I hope they're coming in with a better game plan this week than last week. Um, but both these quarterbacks, I think, are going to have field days. They're both gonna. It's going to be a, somewhat of a high-scoring game. But I do believe that possibly a defensive play will be the reason one of these teams does win. That I agree. Both these quarterbacks are playing at an elite level. And that's right. I said that. I'm saying Tommy Galante <laughs> plays at an elite level. So stop getting on my case. Yeah. Um, 
so offense is not going to be the, the the problem here. Yeah, it, it's the defense. I think it's going to come down to D line play. Mm-hmm. I both teams have decent plays in the secondary, but the guy, the team that can get the pressure on the opposing quarterback is going to win this game. You're talking about. Uh, Austin in this game. Austin. It, it'll be Austin. People who were rushing against me last week were Austin, uh, Austin's friend Earl, and Dane. And then for the Packers, you'll have Wiz, Latempa, Arena. Yeah. And I just want to say before you continue, Wiz had one of the, um, on the film, his, his sack on uh, Suroff, he just decided one play he was going to go like full on, not care what happened. He took whoever was in front of him and just absolutely moved them out of the way and got the quickest sack I've probably ever seen for someone who got a good snap on the yeah. on, on the play. And I just want to say, Wiz, bring that same energy on more than just one play. Because there were so many plays where I feel like you didn't bring that energy and it hurts the defensive line. It gives Suroff way more time to throw. So I want to see, I'm, I'm going to call out before you continue, I'm going to call out Wiz. I need more on the defensive and offensive line from you. I want to see more consistent energy on the defensive line. And I want to see you possibly stand a little bit longer and give Vin some more time to throw. Vin found you a lot. You're a good leak off the line. But let's also help Vin get, get the ball downfield to his best receivers. Continue. Yeah, yeah, my <laughs> Just, I was going to say. I think this is going to be a great game. I'll start. I want to say this actually before I make my pick. Okay. You know how they say in the whatever that movie is, Field of Dreams. I think it is. I don't watch movies. You build the field and they will come, right? If you build it, they will. If will you come. build it, they will come. My advice to Tommy would be: if you watch the film, you will win. If you watch the film, you will win. I'll leave it at that. If you watch the film, you'll win. For that reason. I'll take the Patriots. So you do believe Ty will be watching the film? If you watch the film, you will win. He did text me and ask when is the phone going up, so you know he's watching You it. can't watch the film if TJ doesn't upload it. <laughs> All games are uploaded. <laughs> anyway, that being said, um, I'm going with the Patriots too. Tommy Tommy Galante. It's not even the fan club anymore. It's it, The movement has shifted. It's Tommy Galante for MVP movement. And yeah. the train has left the station, folks. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. We talked about it today on our, like, multiple phone calls daily. Um, we think that if Tommy runs the table and the stats continue to build as they've been building, he has a very, very good case for MVP at a, po- a possible 7-3 and record. With that being said, I'm going to pick the upset. I'm going to take Vin Gargano and the Packers. I think that Vin is not going to go down lightly in this game. Vin is a champion in this league time and time again, a former multiple Heisman, multiple MVP winner in this league. I do believe that last week he could have won the game had there not been a bad call in the end zone. It would have been a tie game, and we would never, you never know what would have happened. Um, I'm taking Vin Gargano. I think he's going to have the ball last, and he's going to make the final play of this game this time. All right. Yep. Yeah, okay. Uh there's much more at stake here for the Packers than it is for uh, the Pats. Pats got three wins. They're right in the thick of things. And they're in the four, they're they're the top currently of the three wins team. Right. In the fourth Packers place. need to run the table basically to to try to get in. Mm-hmm. So backs up against the wall here. Uh, uh, they have to come out. They have to come out fighting. Uh, again, if if uh, you know if Dylan loves uh, uh, <laughs> well, who Tommy? No, not Tommy. Uh, Jesus Christ, Vin. If he loves Vin that much, I, I'm, I'm like the president of Vin uh, Gargano yes, Fan Club. I, oh, okay. I, he's phenomenal. I, I, you know, and it's tough for me to, to pick against him. Uh, but the, with the, the way to, the run that the Pats are having right now, uh, I think I'm going to go with the Pats. Yeah, the Pats are definitely a, um, what's it called, like a, like a steamboat that you're not trying to get, a train you're not trying, a freight train you're not trying sure. to get in front of. Um, but I do, I personally do believe that Vin is going to come out there and get a win. He's going to solidify Wouldn't surprise himself. me. No, not one him. bit. I'm definitely rooting for him in this game. I think he, he, 
He deserves one. He needs this one. They need they need it. And you know what? Back against the wall, the Garganos, it's not bet, a bad bet to bet on the Garganos, but they're backs against the wall. Agreed. I like that. All right, let's move on to the last game of the day, the primetime matchup. You got Brandon Kurtzman and the Lions versus Augie Garbolato and the Panthers. Um, wow. It's coming down. Augie's season is on the line. Let's start. Let's talk about it. Augie's season is on the line. Panther season is on the line. Okay, it's not Augie, actually a three-way. Yeah, three Augie owns Kurtzman. Beat him in a championship. Smoked him in the playoffs. When did he beat me in a championship? He wasn't playing quarterback. He was playing receiver yeah, for so that, that just doesn't count. It fits my narrative, so I'll use it right now. All right. I think all he had five catches on Kurtzman in the game-winning overtime drive. I agree. So. I agree. I was actually yeah. off the field throwing up. So I agree. So, not you were afraid. So. You were afraid. Yeah, you were afraid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Joey Garden the entire game. I agree. I agree. Um, their season's on the line. Must win. Loser leaves town game. Unless Kurtzman win. I mean, unless Kurtzman loses, then he doesn't leave town. But it's loser leaves town for <laughs> loser leaves town for Augie. He's got to play better. How do you guys think this uh, this one turns out? There's a lot of subs and whatnot in this game, right? Can we can we get the information um, out there? I don't think I have any subs now. I think my team. I have. I think I have eight guys. We are going to play with our eight. I'm not sure who Augie's getting to replace Connor for the season or for the game. Um, I imagine it'll be a good player, so we'll be ready. What I want to say though, um, I heard that a lot of people were like texting around the like league, like, "Oh, Kurtzman really like shit, spazzed on Augie and got really was really like sh- going in on him during the last podcast." I, w- I listened to that back. I didn't think I said anything that was close to, like, wrong or even, like, bad to say. He's been playing really bad, and I think he would be the first one if he was here to tell you he's been playing really bad. Yeah. So, um, I know we're going to come in ready. We're coming in like they're a 6-1 team. Like, they're in the first place right now. We're not taking them We're not taking them lightly. I have my full line back this week as rep returns. Julius is a game-time decision. Hope, hope to have him back. Um, we're super excited about this one. We need to get back on track after a game that we feel we should not have lost may have turned out differently had there not been that fight that caused a 25-minute delay. And uh, we're going to come out there and prove it. All right. Dad, how do you feel about this one? Uh, Ogie's team is in disarray. Uh, Ogie every week is complaining about his team not being good. Uh, his line play is shot. Now he just lost his best receiver. So <laughs> pretty much Connor was their offense the last couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know who he's getting to replace him, uh, so I, I can't speculate. Uh, if, if it's Tyler Hopman, that's a great get. Oh, can't speculate. Throw a god name out there. <laughs> well, that's the name I just heard. Okay. It's a great get, but, you know, again, he's, he hasn't played with Augie, hasn't played with the team. I don't know how, how long it's been since he played football. A possible Shawnee O sub. Yeah, listen. Oh, yeah. I mean, whoever they're going to yeah. get, I imagine he's going to get a good athlete to make sure he has someone to But like, it, does, it doesn't solve their line play. Their line play is no. still playing like, yeah. like garbage. Uh, and these guys got to own up to it. Dylan? I went into this wanting to pick Augie just for motivational purposes and a few conversations Augie and I had this week about him maybe getting his mojo back, but I think that they're so undermanned and under-athleted and under-talented and just Kurtzman's team lines up against them. It's just it's it's a rough matchup for the Panthers, and... With the way they're playing and the people they're missing and the way things are going, I think this could be a bloodbath, folks. I just, I personally believe that he's catching me at a bad time. We're coming off our first loss. Our group chat has probably yes. never been more active than it has been this week. Um, we You're refocused. No, it was a good loss no, I, I, not that. I, listen, I'm never gonna say a loss is a good loss. Um, if there is such a such good thing as a good loss, last week was a good loss because we lost a game we felt we should have won, but that proved to our team that we are more than capable of being beat. We hadn't really been in that position where we really felt like we were about to lose a game. 
And so we lost last Saturday, and listen, my team's coming ready. We're going to be focused, and um, like I said, I think they're catching us on the wrong week because we come off our first loss, something that we are not uh, happy about. Yeah, and in addition to that, I get, you just said Julia's game-time decision, right? We're, getting, we're healthy you're, again, too. You're like, getting your two of your best players back. It's Yeah, no, the, I think a lot's going against The, uh, the deck is stacked against Augie. I think Augie's someone that you might want if the deck is stacked against him. I, I will say that. He is a phenomenal athlete. That's the theme of the pod. We're, we're ba- backing guys with their backs against the wall. So. I, th- I think at this point in the season, you you are, if you're not in a good position in the standings, honestly, there's only three good teams. There's only three teams, not three good teams. There's only three teams that are in good positions that aren't honestly playing with their back against the wall this week. Because, like, let's be honest, if you're at three wins right now and you go one and two in these last three, in, in these last three weeks, you might be on the outside looking in because yep. I, I did say that. I did say that I thought uh, two wins gets you in. Obviously, now it has to be three, and I possibly think it could be four if things shake yeah. out the right way. Yeah. And you need to go two and one in these next two weeks, or two or three and one if you have four games left. These last four games are going to be crazy in the league. Um, I'm really excited about all of them. I mean, I guess we can just start with our picks. I think we've talked, unless you want to say no. anything about the game. I, you guys said everything I need to say. Augie needs to come out and you know have the greatest performance of his season so far. I, I know we're not in the you know the camp of moral victories or anything like that but if Augie's going to lose this week I I, I want to see some heart I want to see yeah, him bad. not I want to see him score like we've seen Augie put up huge offensive performances in the past it's, he's no stranger to those performances and their offense has been lackluster lately so I I want to see I yeah I just said it could be a bloodbath but I I want to see Augie put up some points and build on something going into the last two weeks going into the playoffs cuz I don't want to see Augie missing the playoffs. He's a dynamic athlete, a, a proven quarterback quarterback in this league. Staple. So I, I don't want to see him flame out like this. Um, one thing I want to say is that um, Augie's never been in this position before. He's never been in a spot where he truly feels like he's like a massive underdog going into a game. And I think, I'm not saying, I don't know if he thinks that, but I think on paper, it, I, I'm clear, we're clearly the favorites in this game roster-wise and I think way quarterbacks are playing right now. Um... You know what's really crazy? You say Augie's a no stranger to the big performances. He hasn't been on the Have a Dates one time yet this year. Wow. Like, I'm just, I'm, I, I was looking at the Instagram today because we posted the Have a Dates for this past week, and I was like, wow, we really haven't had Augie. Augie was a staple on there every week in the fall last yeah. year. So, I, like you said, man, Augie is one of the better quarterbacks in this league. He's going through a little bit of a rough spell right now. I hope that, obviously not this week, but I hope that he builds on something this week to get him propelled to the playoffs because the playoffs would not be the same without Augie Garbolato in it. But I'm taking myself, obviously. I'm taking the uh, Lions as well. Lions. Give me the Panthers. Oh. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's really crazy because, like, he, oh, it, it, you, you didn't pick against me last week, so you're really bad at picking against what? me. You didn't pick against me last week when I lost. Who did I pick? pick? You pick, I think you picked me against the Patriots. I picked against you, what, once the entire year? No, you pick against me all the time. I picked against you once. Twice. Now this is the second time. Augie for MVP, bring him back to life. <laughs> yeah. Is that, the, is that the worst season-long bet? <laughs> <laughs> no, the worst season-long bet was Dylan telling me the Lakers weren't going to win it at all. But fair. But besides that, all right, everyone. That was, that was about uh, eighteen months before the championship. Are you, got, are you making any calls for this game just before we uh, wrap up this I one? Call it the Matt Marola. Yeah, we called that out time and time again. Steve, Keep calling him out. I need good snaps from Steve. I I, I just need that whole offensive line given all the time. Better. I'm calling out my secondary, including myself, because I was terrible last week. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the podcast on any platform that you listen to us on. We'll catch you guys at the field Saturday, 10 o'clock sharp. Peace.